This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Our learning Le Iluid Nishmat Hannah Miriam Bat Yaakov and Le Nishmat Avram Ben Chaim Yehuda and Le Nishmat Yecheskel Ben Avraham and finally Le Nishmat Yehuda Nisim Ben Amram. So tonight, you know, it seems like it's a topic that is a little bit like. I mean, it's obviously involved in Emuna and Bitachon, but it seems like something that I, we could have placed pretty much everywhere or anywhere. But really, this is very, very imperative of, of where this class has, has been placed in the series. And that is where we just sort of completed kind of a... We didn't really, because there's still a lot more to talk about. A mini-series in the series of Emuna about effort. Hishtadlut. How much effort am I, am I supposed to do? So, again, we know that there is something called Hashkachapatit, which is like divine providence, meaning that everything is from God. Now, if everything is from God, so then why do I have to do any effort, which is also known as Hishtadlut, Hishtadlus, why do I have to do anything if everything is from God? And this is where the balance lies, and this is what something we've been discussing over the past few classes. So, in this class, we're going to, um, and yes, all these classes are posted on Torah Anytime. Posted on Torah, yeah, Torah Anytime. Uh, so, the... Things that we spoke about in the previous uh, classes was the, and, and this is something that I want to, I want you to, to uh, whoever actually have, you know, has heard the previous classes, the previous three classes, and that is we discussed things of Hishtadlus, which is effort, and we discussed it in both the spiritual aspect and the physical aspect. And we also discussed the aspect of how much, like how much effort do I need to do if there is also a proportion of, uh, well, not really a proportion, there's also a, a, a portion of, God, of, of God's involvement in this from divine providence. And we answered that it's proportional, depending on where you're holding. So those two aspects, I want you, because that's what we're going to be really clarifying today with this topic. In a completely, we're sort of like clarifying a topic, but going from like, you know, a different angle to it. And that is a very important topic, and it's a topic of health. It's, it's important not only for Amun, it's important for, for any topic, you know, throughout the, throughout the year, throughout any series. Now, if let's say somebody goes and smokes like a chimney, eats like a horse, uh, doesn't exercise like a pig, you know, doesn't get enough sleep, I don't know what animal doesn't get enough sleep, whatever it is, doesn't sleep, eats way too much, doesn't exercise, smokes, does all these unhealthy habits... And then they unfortunately get sick. So are they going to be like, okay, well, it's all from Hashem. Hashem wanted me to get sick. God wanted me to get sick. And that's why I'm saying it's all in God's hand. So this is, you know, somewhat of a mindset that people have. And you have, when you speak to people that are smokers, especially chain smokers, they're like, don't worry about it. You die when you're supposed to die. It doesn't matter how it is. I have emunah and bitachon. I believe in full faith that God will take care of me and God will do all those things. Is that the correct mindset that we need to have? So I want to share with you a Rambam, Maimonides, in Hilchos Deus, in the fourth chapter, which I strongly recommend everybody to learn. Uh, and in this chapter, the Rambam, the Maimonides, who was also a, a medical doctor, he put uh, forth a system that um, is very conducive to good health, a system of behavior, so to speak, of how to eat, how to sleep, how to, how to do so many different aspects in our day-to-day life to live a healthy, uh, healthy lifestyle, and, and obviously because of that, to uh, extend our life expectancy, or better yet, to live the amount that we are ought to live by. And then the Rambam, once he finishes making making all these, uh, you know, these these halachot, uh, these these uh, discussions on how you're supposed to live your life, he finishes off with a very very remarkable statement. I want to sh- I want to quote with you. I'm going to read for you directly this statement. This is in Hilchas Deis, the fourth chapter, the twentieth halacha, and that is. After the Rambam brings down all the criteria on how to live healthy lifestyle, eating, sleeping, or exercising, all these different things. The Rambam concludes and goes and says that anyone who conducts himself according to these ways that we have taught, I guarantee, that's, uh, I guarantee that he will never become sick all his life until he becomes very old when he's about to die. He will never need a physician and his body will be whole and will remain completely well all of his days unless, the Rambam goes, he was born with a certain weakness or defects or unless he spent a certain part of his life in disregard for these rules that the Rambam explained, before he began them. Or, the Rambam gives another two criteria, unless there's an epidemic, 
or a famine that comes across the world. Meaning that the Rambam goes, and he guarantees that if you follow these set of rules, except for certain nuances that you that if someone falls into, he would guarantee that he will never become sick all his life until he becomes old. Now, says Rabbi Victor Miller, when the Rambam, Maimonides, is saying something, when he guarantees something, he thought it over very well. The Rambam was very meticulous in what he wrote and how he wrote it. And says Rabbi Victor Miller, we learn from this that a man's happiness, and to a large extent his health, is entirely in his own hands. It's in our hands. If you want to be well all your life, it's up to you. It's up to you to make that choice. In most cases. The shocker for this is that until now, many people live with a certain sense of like a freedom that's saying it's all up to Hashem. Everything is from Hashem. Which is great. It's a, it's a correct mindset to have. But there are certain criteria of where you have to do something. And the Rambam over here is putting the responsibility on health on you. You're the one who has to make sure that you stay healthy. And it's a very big mistake, says Rabbi Victor Melo, to throw everything on Hashem. And utilize the, the principle of Emunah Betachan when really you didn't pay attention to the other aspect, which is Hashtatlus. Which is the effort that you need to do. And says Rabbi Victor Miller, in many cases, illnesses, sicknesses, diseases are the result of man's own negligence. You shouldn't have been negligent. You should have taken better care of yourself. And because of this, also unhappiness in life. Also, it can cause by a lack of foresight. So, the Rabbi Victor Miller goes and says that, you know, these, these discussions, these, these things that the Rambam states are not just advice. It's not like, hey, here's a good tidbit of advice from the sages. Eat healthy. No, no, no. He's telling us halachas. That to the extent that, if, let's say one goes to sleep very late. And in the morning he wakes up or she wakes up very tired. And they don't like it. They don't have enough energy. They're very, very tired, drowsy. And they're not prepared for the battle against germs. There's a lot of germs. There's a lot of bacteria out in the world. And when you're tired, your body doesn't work to the to its highest level possible. It won't be able to fight off. The, the immune system is, is lower to a certain extent. And it doesn't fight off bacteria to the same way. And hence, you could even get sick by not sleeping enough. So if you present your, your weak body or your weakened body into this in such a hostile world, then it's a sin. It's a sin. And whatever happens because of that, you, it's a punishment. You get It's your fault. If someone goes and crosses the street without looking, closing the eyes, saying, you know, I don't worry about it. I'll say, Hashem will take care of me. I have the munan bitachon. No, that's a sin. You have to go and you have to be careful. And if you, if you get a hit, that's a punishment. The, the problem is that people don't want to admit because this concept, because it's a great deal of responsibility that you have to hold on your own shoulders. I mean, like, wait, I'm responsible for my own life? I'm responsible for the life of the people around me? People rather prefer to have emunah, prefer to have bitachon, and blame God. But really, says Rabbi Victor Miller, they should have emunah and bitachon and blame themselves for the problems that, that come towards their life. The Gemara in Bava Metziah, page 107b, uh, goes and speaks about the importance of eating breakfast. Breakfast is a very important meal. I, I believe in, even in the scientific world, it's the most important meal of the day. But the Gemara also says this way before science uh, you know, knew how to spell science. They say that you know, it's, breakfast is very, very important. It's extremely, extremely important. And there are illnesses and emotional upsets that can be avoided by eating breakfast. So if let's say you run out of the house early in the morning and you avoided eating breakfast, you didn't have time. And because of that, you go and you become angry. And, uh, you know, you, you lost your, your, your balance, your emotional state, and you, you flipped over, or whatever it was, something bad happened, and you just blew up. And they say, hey, you know what? I got angry. It's all from Hashem. Be like, yes, you're supposed to say it's all from Hashem, but no, 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 no. The fact that you got angry, that's on you. Really, what you should have done is you should have ate breakfast in the morning. You should have kept yourself in a healthy state. And when you keep yourself in a healthy state, you prevent a lot of these problems. And, it, and it's, it's a very big issue when the, the, problems that we have in our lives, and let's say in certain, in certain health areas, is a consequence of neglecting our duties to Hashem in caring for our bodies, for our health. So it's an aspect that we are required to do. It's not something like, oh, you know, here's a bonus thing, you know, be healthy and it'll be... No, 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 this is a requirement, this is the fundamental, this is the basics. To a certain, to, to a certain extent that if a, a person does certain things, they could end up losing their life. The Pasuk Elim, chapter 34, verse 13, says, Mi ha'ish ha'chafetz chayim. Who is the man who desires life? Ohev yamim lirotov, who loves days and wants to see goodness. It says the Pasuk continues on the next Pasuk. Nitzul l'shon mira. Guard your tongue from evil. Usfatecha medaber mirma. And your lips from speaking deceitfully, from speaking falsehood. Says the chafetz chayim. You want to know, you want to desire life? 
Guard your tongue from evil. Guard yourself. There are certain things that you could do that prevent sicknesses from happening. In the Mishnah Pirkei Avot, the first paragraph says, Shimon ben Omel, Kol yamai gadalti ben hachamim. All my days I was raised by the sages. And I did not find anything better for the body other than silence. Listen to what this is, listen to what it says over here in Pekavot. The Tana did not say that I did not find anything better for the soul other than, than, than silence. The Tana says I did not find anything better for the body, meaning for my own body, for the physical aspect of it, other than silence, than, than, uh, you know, than being quiet. And a very big part of the troubles of our lives come, unfortunately, from our own mouths. We don't realize how many misfortunes originate from our own mouth. And not only, it's not only in the speaking aspect of it. The Rambam in Hilchotel, the fourth chapter, 15th Al-Ha, goes and says that overeating, someone who eats a lot, is like poison, poison to a person's body. Again, the Rambam was a doctor, and a very well-respected doctor. He was, you know, the doctor to the sultan in Egypt. He said that someone who overeats is like poison to one's body. Not only that, he said it's the main source of illness. Most illnesses are caused by harmful foods. And also, he also adds also by overeating. Even if you overeat healthy foods, you have to be careful what you eat. Again, this is not a class in discussing um, the, you know, the health aspects, the, the health discussion of the Ramban, which maybe we should do a little series on, on you know, how to be healthy according to the Ramban, to Maimonides. But Rambam says here something very important that not only... Have you, you have to be careful on not eating unhealthy foods, but you also have to be careful on not overeating even healthy foods. And the Rambam, Maimonides, goes and brings the proof for this in Mishle, in Proverbs, chapter 21, verse 23. It says, Shomel someone who guards, watches his mouth. Shomel, he guards, he watches himself, mitzahot nafshal. From, he guards his soul from troubles. You guard your mouth. What does this mean, said the Rambam? You guard your mouth from putting things inside, putting bad things inside. It goes both ways. What you take out and what you put in, you have to be very careful from the mouth. That, that could cause a lot of troubles in your, um, in your well-being. And for the, furthermore, the Rabbi Victor Miller brings down a Pasuk in Tehilim, chapter 6, verse 8. It says, My eyes became worn out because of anger. That's Rabbi Miller. Wait a minute. Anger ruined your eyes? And yes, anger can ruin your eyes. In fact, anger can cause a lot of a lot of issues. Heart attack, for example, can come from anger. People can drop dead after you know getting in a crazy fit of anger because the heart just can't deal with it. And what is all this? This all is a result of talking. People have lost their jobs because of their mouth. People have lost their spouse because of their mouth. You know the the. People also came the other way. People gained their jobs because of the mouth. People made a ton of money because of the mouth. The mouth is so, there's such a powerful weapon or a, uh, on the, on the, on the opposite side, a powerful tool to use to get so much or on the other side to lose so much. And furthermore, Rabbi, Miller, Rabbi Victor Miller goes and says that a person can even die earlier. Because really a person has a date of when that person's supposed to leave this world. But that date is conditional. It depends. If the person doesn't guard his steps, he could be taken out of this world earlier. So we see over here, there's, there's a lot of factors that we have to do our own effort, our own ishtadlut, and especially when we're dealing with our health. And, actually I should say, however, after doing all this, let's say you're very careful. You're very careful in everything that you eat and exercising, doing everything right. After all this, you still have to realize that everything is from Hashem. The, the Jewish mindset is that there's two different tracks. And you have to think about both. Number one, sort of to speak, that I have to do my effort. And number two, everything is from Hashem. But the problem is, is that instead of thinking both of them at the same time in the right manner, people usually play one for another. So how do they play one for another? So let's say they go and they say, you know what, let me go into, when I'm in my business, I realize that everything is in my hand. They say, yeah, everything is from Hashem, but that's just lip service. They don't even think about it. Business, money, everything that I make is because of my business deals and my connections and the way that everything, whatever plans that they have in their minds, they think it's all from them. So that's how they're utilizing the aspect of effort to the wrong extent. But people could use also emunah and bitachon to the wrong extent. And that's on the flip side. Somebody lays back and says, uh, you know, everything's from Hashem. So it's not really that everything's from Hashem and then you get the money, whatever it is they're supposed to get. 
you're sitting back due to your laziness. And then you blame and you say that it's all in Hashem's hand. So rather there's a fine balance of what we need to do. We need to do our effort. We need to do our Yishadut. But at the same time, we have to focus. And we have to understand that nothing is in our hand. Everything is, in, everything is from Hashem. Now, the question that we have to deal with now is getting sick. So let's say, up to now we discussed the aspect of being healthy. But what about if, let's say, someone gets sick? And the question that I want to discuss now is, can we go to the doctor? And how are we supposed to go to the doctor with what mindset? Now, I want to share with you something Rabbi Avram Weinroth brings down. And what I'm about to share with you, this is something that you have to stick with me a little bit. You have to, I'm going to try to make it very simple, very straightforward. And all, I believe, all you need to do is just to follow me a little bit. The, um, and, and in fact, this you'll learn, this is how the Gemara mindset works. So we're going to be presenting a, um, we're going to be presenting a, a, a piece of information. And then we're going to present another piece of information. And then we're going to ask question on information A. And then we're going to answer that, and that's going to ask a question on information B, and it's going to go back and forth question and answer until we clarify it. If you don't understand what I just said, it's fine. You'll understand that once we uh, once we start this. So now the question that we're dealing with is, can we go to the doctor? So why is this a question? The Gemara and Bachot, page 33a, goes and brings down a very interesting case. There is a... Um, in a certain place, there was a certain uh, snake. It was actually a crossbreed between a, a serpent and a uh, lizard, a snake and a lizard. And it was damaging people. We'll call this for you know, argument's sake a snake. And this snake was damaging people. So Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa came over, and this creature was living, the snake was living in a hole. He went and he's put his foot into the hole, over the hole. And the snake ran and bit Rabbi Hanina Mendoza. But what happened? Instead of Rabbi Hanina Mendoza getting hurt or Chas Shalom dying, the snake that bit him died. And he took the snake and he brought it to the Bet Midash. And he says, you see over here, the snake does not kill. It's the sin that kills. Meaning that it's not the messenger that is the problem. It's the sin, the originator of the reason of why that person got sick or why that person died. That's why that person got sick. But really, if you remove the sin, you remove the messenger, there's no need for it. So, what, according to this mindset, it's, it, it seems that there should be no reason to turn to a doctor, to turn to a human action, in the med- anything in the medical field, because it's not the snake, when I say that, that, that kills, it's not, the sin, it's not the sickness that kills, but it's a, s- a sin. So meaning that instead of going to a doctor, maybe you have to go and fix your sin. And if you fix your sin, you won't have the sickness. If you won't have the sickness, that's it. You get to the root of the problem. And once you fix the root of the problem, you clear everything out. So that's on one side. On one side, we see over here that maybe you shouldn't go to the doctor because what's a doctor going to do? The doctor's not going to tell you how to, unless it's a Tamit Chacham doctor. He's not going to tell you, you know, what you need to fix in your life. Maybe you should go to a rabbi instead of a doctor. But on the other hand, there is a specific pasuk in Shemot, chapter 21, verse 9, 19. It says, And he shall heal. heal. This, the Gemara in Bachot, page 60a, goes and says that this shows, this pasuk shows a, that there's a permission for a doctor to heal. And in fact, the, the Tosfos, not, not, of, not in the Bachot, the Tosfos in Bava Kama, page 85a, goes and says that, you know, we would think that what, when would a doctor be able to heal a wound inflicted by a person? Um, only if it, the reason for the wound, the reason for the disease came because of your own or somebody owned, uh, um, you know, uh, negligence or doing. Let's call it that. If it came from a human doing this sickness, then you could go to a doctor and fix it. But what happens if you have a sickness that came only from Hashem? Something that was beyond the, the, the scope of a human negligence. It's just all 100% from Hashem. Maybe in this case, you can go to a doctor. You could only go to a doctor where it's your fault and physically you did something. But if it's directly, you could see that it's directly from Hashem and has nothing to do with your negligence, then maybe you can go to the doctor. Says Tosfos, no, over here the Torah is telling us that you're permitted to go to a doctor for any sickness, regardless of how and where it stemmed from and came from. So, we still be here that to go to a doctor, you're allowed to. But now the question is, is that for everybody? Is everybody supposed to go to a doctor? Now we're going to be presenting two cases over here. Now stick with me, 
I hope you guys are with me so far. You guys with me so far? I can't see. No one's showing their camera. I'm assuming you are. If you're not, then you could uh, unmute your camera and nod your head. Uh, no, because the comments we're going to search until later. Oh, I see a thumbs up. Okay, good. So you guys are with me. So now we're going to present two opinions over here. The first opinion is the Ramban, Nachmanides, in Parashat Bechukotai. The Ramban goes and says that when the Jewish people perfected their belief, perfected their emunah, their affairs, their, their, their doings will not be conducted in a natural manner. And rather what? That Hashem will go and remove all sickness, all illnesses from them. They will not need a doctor. As it says in Shemot chapter 15 verse 26, Ke'ani Hashem ofecha, Because I am God, your healer. And this is what the people, the righteous people did in the time of prophecy. That when someone got sick, they didn't go to the doctor, they went to the prophet. And they said, what, what did I do wrong? If Hashem is sending me the sickness, if God is sending me the sickness, it must be a sign. If so, then I have to fix something, but I don't know what to fix. So let me go to a prophet. The prophet will tell me what I need to fix. Once this person fixed what the prophet told him to fix, the sickness went away. And that's how a God-fearing person should do. They, go, they don't go to the doctor, they go to the prophet. And once the prophet tells them how and what they need to improve their behavior, that will provide a cure for the illness. Oh, but we have a verse that we just said, that you shall heal, meaning that gives the permission, the, the doctor's permission to heal. This, says the Ramban, does not apply to those who trust in God. Somebody who is on a high level does, does not need to go to a, uh, to a doctor. And this is the opinion of the Ramban. So Nachmanini goes, and as a recap, says that to go to a doctor is people that are on a lower level of trust in, in God. That's the Ramban. Let's go to the other opinion, the Rambam, Maimonides. Rambam goes, in order to explain the Rambam's opinion, let's explain first a story that happened in the time of Chizkiyahu. We know that Chizkiyahu, um, there, there was a, a special book of uh, melody, it's like a special book of medicine, that any sickness that a person has, if they would go and get the book and open it up and see what they needed to do, it would tell them exactly what they needed to do to get rid of the sickness. You take this medicine, you do this thing, you do that, and you get rid of the medicine. And people used to do that. Anytime they got a sickness, they consulted the book, and the book explained them exactly what to do, and they were able to get uh, healed from any uh, sickness, any malady that they had. The problem was is that Chizkiyahu HaMelech saw that people were now depending on a book. They didn't depend anymore on God. They said, oh, we got sick. Okay, let's just look at the book. And when we looked at the book, they got healed. So I said, wait a minute, you're missing the point of this. You're, you're taking God out of the equation. If so, what Chizkiyahu did, he took the book and he hid it. He says, this book is not doing any good for it, even though, yes, it's healing people, but at the end of the day, it, you're, you're sort of masking the actual problem. The actual problem is the sin, and a person's not dealing with that. A person's not being able to go and, and uh, uh, realize that this all comes from God. They go and they start transitioning their mindset to everything is in this book. This book is, it tells you everything. This is the reason that we all know of why Cheskel Melech went and he removed the, the, you know, the book. But the Rambam disagrees. He says, that's not the reason. He says, it can't be. He says, this can't be the interpretation. Why? And he gives a beautiful, a beautiful you know, a question or interpretation on it, depending on how you're looking at it. And the Rambam goes and explains, when, you have a, when a person is hungry, he's going to go, and he's going to eat bread, or he's going to eat some food, and he's going to be healed from his hunger. Does that mean that because he went and he was healed from his hunger, he gives up his trust in God? No. He goes, he makes a blessing before the food, he makes a blessing after the food, he thanks God for the food, and he moves on. Says the Rambam, just like if someone's hungry, suffering in melody, suffer, he's suffering, he's suffering something in his stomach, he's hungry, he's weak. He's permitted to eat, and he should eat, he's required to eat. And this does not constitute a lack of trust, a lack of emunah, a lack of bitachon. So too, a sick person... If they're permitted to go and, and go to medical assistant, they get permitted to go to a doctor. And when they're going to a doctor, just like they said thank you to Hashem for the food, they'll say thank you to Hashem for getting healed from this, from this sickness. So we see over here a disagreement, the machloket between the Ramban, Nachmanides, and Rambam, Maimonides. And let's just give a quick recap on this machloket. So I want to try to be very, very clear. The Ramban, Nachmanides, goes and says that a person who depends on God does not need to seek medical treatment. The Rambam, Maimonides, says that no, a person that depends on God does need to seek medical treatment. Just like a hungry person is permitted to eat, so too a sick person is permitted to take medicine. Now, let's ask a question 
on the Ramban. And this is the way that, this is the way, by the way, that the way the Gemara works. We have two opinions now, like we're going to ask questions one against another. And with this, we'll, Bezal Hashem, get tremendous clarity with it, whoever stays with me. So let's ask a question on the Ramban. Again, the Ramban says that you don't have to go to the doctor if you are on a high level of Emunah Bidchon. So, the question that we have to now ask the Ramban is, why can't you go on a, why can't you go to the doctor? It says, you're allowed, the Ramban, the Ramban says you're allowed to eat, right? If you're allowed to eat, then why can't you go to the doctor? The Ramban says you shouldn't go to the doctor if you're on a high level, but why not? Just like if you're on a high level, you eat in order to sustain yourself, so too you should go to the doctor if you're, if you're sick. And this is the question we have on the Ramban. And I'm going to present to you the answer of the Chassam Sofel in Parashat Mishpatim. And he says, you know, there's a very, very big difference between hunger and illness. Hunger does not stem from sin. It's a natural part of God's creation. It applies to each and every single person. Everybody gets hungry and everybody has to eat. But in comparison, in illness and sickness and disease, it's not something that comes naturally. It's something that is caused by a heavenly decree. And such a decree does not come without any sin. So hence, from this perspective, taking medicine is a, sort of an attempt to outsmart the heavenly decree. So the Chassam so far also, we, we clarified the approach of why Chizkiyahu hid the book of medicine. Because why did he hit the, hit the book of medicine? Because over here, you're going around of what God, God sent this to you. So there's a reason why it sent you. Don't go around. Don't try to take a shortcut around it. So here we see over here something that we gave two opinions. And one, now we're going to have to go and ask this question on the Rambam. But before we go this, I want to make sure we're very clear. We presented two opinions. The Rambam, don't have to go to the doctor if you're on a high level. Rambam, you should go to the doctor. But then we asked a question on the, uh, you know, we asked a question on the Ramban, why shouldn't you go to the doctor? You should, because just like you go to eat when you're hungry, so too you should, uh, you should go take medicine when you're sick. And we answered, it's very different. Medicine, sickness, I'm sorry, comes from Hashem. Hunger is part of the natural process that this is meant to be. With that information, now we had two opinions. We asked a question on the Ramban. Now we have to ask a question on the Ramban, Maimonides. And what's the question? The question is very simple. The question is based off the answer that we just had. We just said that it's very different between sickness and hunger. And if it's very different, makes sense, right? Sickness and hunger, very different. But if it's very different, then how could the Rambam, how could he compare the two? The Rambam's opinion was just like you go for to the doctor, just like you eat when you're hungry, so too you should go to the doctor when you're sick. But we could ask the question, but what do you mean? How can you compare the two? One comes from heaven, one comes because of sin, one comes because of not. So now we have to go and give an explanation of the Ramban and the Rambam of what really is going on over here. And the answer is that everybody agrees. There's no argument. Hunger does not stem from sin. Illness, sickness, disease does stem from sin. But the question is that if you're going and, and God forbid someone's sick, is it enough to focus just on the spiritual aspect only? Or do you also have to go and focus on the physical aspect as well in taking medicine? Meaning, do you have to do only the spiritual ishtadlut? Or do you also have to do the physical ishtadlut? Whoever is with me in the previous classes knows where I'm combining this right now. So, the difference is that the Ramban, the Ramban Nachmanides says that if a person's getting well, this is purely on a spiritual domain. Spiritual ishtadlut is only needed over here. The Rambam, Maimonides, says that no, you have to do physical hishtadlut. You have to go to the doctor. But the Rambam, of course, will also agree that you can't just do the physical hishtadlut. <clears throat> you have to do the spiritual hishtadlut as well. Meaning it's a combination. It's a combination of fixing your soul and fixing your body. So the Rambam says, the Rambam, Nachmanides, only spiritual hishtadlut. The Rambam says, no, you have to do both. You have to do the physical ishtadut. You have to go to the doctor, take your medicine. And you also have to do the spiritual ishtadut because we know that sin comes from, that sickness comes from sin. And Rabbi Dessler goes in Mechtav Meliau and says that really there's, and it goes and explains that there's no difference really between the approach of the Rambam and the Ramban. And in fact, what does it depend on? It depends on where a person stands spiritually. If a person is on a high standing, a very high level of, of uh, you know, of emunah, bitachon, and everything, spiritually they're very, very high, then that person turns to God for whatever he needs. And Rabbi Dessler goes and gives a simple proof. A mitzvah. Somebody who has tzaras. Somebody who has leprosy. 
they don't go. They have leprosy. You look at the dog. They never went to. They look in the gemara. They never went to the to the to the doctor for that. Be like, oh, I need some medicine. I need some antibiotics. You know, we got uh, leprosy going on here. No, they went straight to the kohen, and the kohen went and went, and they told them it's all. They have to go in quarantine. They have to go outside. Why? Because they have to analyze their activities. They have to repent. They have to do tshuva. They had to do some introspection of why is it that God sent this to us? This if God sent us a sickness. God sent us an illness. God sent us a disease. It must be for a reason. And it must be for a purpose. Let's do some introspection. Let's try to figure out why. This is in the time when the you know when when the temple stood, the Jewish people turned to the prophets for guidance. Just like a, they went to the Kohen, they went to any other issue, they went to the Kohen. They were on a high level. And explains Rab Dessler that even the Rambam, even Maimonides, it says that a person who attains such a high spiritual standing. Well, of course, even that person will refrain from resorting to human action. That person doesn't need to go to the doctor. That person is such a high level, they go to the, the prophets. They go to the Kohen to go tell them what they need to fix. Because that's on a high level. But what about a person on a low level? A person on a low level is obviously you know, obligated to pray to God for the healing. But they're also obligated to go and resort to natural medical needs to go to doctors to take medicine to need. And in this case, even the Ramban would agree. Even Ramban, Nachmanides, who said, no, you don't go to doctors. You just focus on the spiritual hishtadut as well. says, no, no, no. When is that re- reference to? To a high le- per- the person on the high level. But when you're talking about someone on a lower level, that person has to resort to a natural, to a natural means. So over here, we see that really there's no machloket over here. Rabbi Dessler explains that everybody agrees that we resort to natural means. We have to resort to natural means, but it has to be accompanied with spiritual work as well when we're dealing with a low level. So, do we have it so far? Are you guys with me so far? Don't know. Okay, okay. All right. Okay, we got two thumbs up. Beautiful. No, if you're with me, I hope you are. You with? I hope you're with me. It's, if not, it's beautiful. You know, maybe I'll do like a, you know, a, a very, very quick recap just because it's so beautiful. But we're going to go quick. So we started off saying that do you have to go to a doctor? Do you not have to go to a doctor? And it all depends on the... Uh, we said it's actually it's machloket. We said the Ramban, Nachmanides, he goes and says, no, if you, if you have to only focus on the spiritual aspect of things. And that's all you have to worry about. Why? Because it's not the sin that kills. It's, it's not the snake that kills. It's the sin that kills. It's the sin that causes everything. When you fix the sin, you fix the problem. But on the other hand, you go and you look at the Rambam, Maimonides. What is Maimonides? Say Maimonides says that, no, you have to focus on, uh, you know, on the physical and you have to do. You have to go to the doctor. Why do you have to go to the doctor? How do we know that? Just like you, when you go, you're hungry, you eat. So too, when you are sick, you go to the doctor. But then we ask a question that you know on the Ramban and Nachmanides. So they're like, wait a minute. Why did you say that you shouldn't go to the doctor? You should only do the spiritual ishadut. Really, you should say that you should do the the physical ishadut. You should go to the doctor as well. How? Why do we know that? Because just like you eat when you're hungry, so too you go to the doctor when you're sick. So the Ramban, we said we answered the Ramban from the Chassam Sofer. Said, no way, it's two different cases over here. Sin, I mean sickness comes from sin, where hunger comes from a natural case. And then we ask, but well, wait a minute, how does the Rambam answer that? The Rambam says that, how does the Rambam compare the two? So we went and we answered that really, and we're skipping over a little bit, really that there is, there is no question going on over here. There's no question of when you're supposed to go to the doctor and when you're not supposed to go to the doctor. Everybody agrees the Rambam was talking about on a lower level, the Rambam was talking about on a higher level. So if somebody is on a higher level, Rav Dessler goes and explains that just like in the time of the Kohen, that they would go, someone had leprosy, they would go to the Kohen, they would go to the prophet, that's what a person should do if they're on a high level. They don't need to go to the doctor, they don't need to go anything, they just focus on the spiritual aspect of them. And that's the Ramban is talking about on a high level. But the Ramban says, my money says, what about if people on a low level? If people on a low level, you have to do both. You have to do the spiritual hishtadlut. You have to do an introspection and think about why, why did this happen? How could I fix it? But at the same point in time, you also have to go to the doctor. You also have to take medicine. You also have to take care of yourself. Okay, beautiful, amazing, unbelievable. So now, we go and could explain another story that happened in Divrei Yamim. In the way, I mean, King Asa had a medical problem with his foot, and um, he was criticized. And uh, he went to see, uh, you know, doctors. And the question is, why was he criticized? He was allowed. Didn't we just say where you're allowed to go to a doctor? I mean, depending on which level, but you know, at some point, you're allowed to go to a doctor. So the Bach, the Bais Chadash, brings down that you want to know why 
why King Asa was criticized, why he was punished to a certain extent, is because he did not at all turn to Hashem. He did not at all turn to God. He only turned to the physicians. He saw the medications as the end of it all. This is the essence of it all was the medications, the doctors, the physical, that's all he saw. And because of that, the Bach explains, he was, he was uh, criticized. He didn't, he wasn't, he didn't rectify his soul. And he was not uh, grateful to God. So we see over here, we need over here both. We need a physical hishtadlut, and we also need a spiritual hishtadlut, something that we've been discussing, uh, you know, in the past uh, classes. Now, we have to realize, okay, so now, in our level, we know that we're on a lower level, and we have to go to the doctor. We have to do our physical hishtadlut, of, of course, the spiritual one as well. But now, we have to ask, when you're going to the doctor, is it a mitzvah? Is it something that is a good deed? Or is it just permitted? You're allowed to go. So on one hand, we know the Shulchan Aruch writes that the Torah has permitted a physician to heal. The Torah gave permission to a physician to heal. And to a certain extent, that if, if this is regarding as a life-saving act. It's, it's a pikuach nafesh. It's, and if one refrains, by the way, if one refrains from going to a doctor, if one, there are certain people that they think, I never want to go to a doctor in my life. And they, you know, because of that, if something unfortunately happens to that, those type of people, they're regarded as a murderer. If there's a reason that you need to seek medical attention, you have to seek medical attention. But on the other hand, we just said that the Torah says that it gave permission to heal. It gave the meaning that there's not an obligation or a mitzvah. It's sort of like, if you want to go, you're allowed to go. So the question that we have to ask, is it a, is, are you required to go that if you don't go, it's like murder? If, of course, if it's a life-threatening situation. Or you're allowed to go, but you don't have to go. So the Bach writes that visiting a doctor is regarded as a major mitzvah. The Tuezahav, the Taz, Wrote said no, it's not a mitzvah. It's something that is that it, rather that it is uh, permitted. That's something that's permitted to do. But really, this is dealing on people on different levels. That if you have somebody, and, and really the, the the if we could explain the machlokas like this, really not a machlokas. Really, if someone's on a high level, then that person is permitted to go to the doctor, permitted to get healed. Again. Better to go focus on the spiritual standing and focus only on that. But you're permitted, you're allowed to go to the, to the doctor. But someone who's on a lower level, a lower level, lower spiritual status, that resulting into natural means going to a doctor, taking medicine, not only is that something that's permitted, but according to the Bach, it's a full-fledged mitzvah, it's a requirement, it's a commandment, it's a mitzvah that you're doing when you're going to the doctor. To the extent that it's so important that the Gemaran Sanhedrin, page 17b, and this is also codified in the Shulchan Aruch as well, that a person should not live in a place where there's no doctors. A person is required to go and live in a place where there's a doctor. So how are we supposed to go and conduct ourselves? And the Rabbeinu Bache goes and explains in Chavot al-Vavot, says that the correct way of doing this is that one should trust in Hashem while at the same time resorting to human action, resorting to the human hishtadlut. Meaning, like we've been speaking about you know, until now, you do the spiritual aspect of emunah mitachon, and you also have to do the physical aspect of your hishtadlut. That the Rabbeinu Bachir goes though and explains in Chavot Avot that you have to be careful over here because you're, you know, you're doing two things, but you have to know that when you're doing two things, you can't trust in both of them. You can't trust in Hashem and in the doctor, per, per se. You're supposed to trust only in Hashem. Why? Says the Chavot Avot, because if a person goes and trusts in the doctor together with Hashem, then the trust in God will be deficient. Because when you're depending on two people to do something, the trust of one of them is going to start getting lowered because you're sometimes you're either playing one for another or you're just focusing only on one. You're focusing only on the doctor. You're focusing only on the medicine. So really your focus should be 100% the trust in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. In that, yes, you're doing the Shadut, but the trust that's only in Hashem. But at the same point in time, you have to go and take care of your health Realizing that even after you take care of your health, even after you eat healthy, even after you sleep enough, even after you take all your vitamins, you do your exercise, you do everything that you need to, you have to realize that the the health of your body only comes from Hashem. Now, to the you know to the extent that there was a, Rabbi Victor Miller brings down a story from Rabbi, of Rabbi Shlomo Salanter that he once went to a doctor. Uh, he was actually, I believe, in the hospital or, or he went to a doctor, but whatever it was, the doctor was doing rounds. And the doctor pointed out to his colleagues, he says, you know, thousands of people have passed through my clinic, hospital, and I have never seen a person of among all my patients 
that were so conscientious in carrying out my directives as this man. And he pointed to Rabbi Saul Salanter. Rabbi Saul Salanter took everything the doctor says and followed it to the teeth. Now, if you would think, be like the last person that needs to obey a doctor, Rabbi Saul Salanter, the Gadol Adol, the highest, the most righteous man in this generation. He was the one who had great bitachon, great bar bitachon. But because the Torah commands us, God says that the, the, Hashem gave permission for the doctors to heal. For, for Rabbi Saul Salanter, there was no monkey business. Everything was according to, to what the doctor says. And it's very hard to, you know, to bring that, that mindset. So you imagine like you have a farmer and when, you know, when a farmer is, is laboring, is working, you have to realize, he realizes that it's a formality. So he plows the field. He sows the grain. He waters it. He reaps it. He threshes it. He winnows it. He grounds it. He bakes it. And finally, he has a nice piece of bread that he could eat. And when he goes and he takes up this piece of bread and he says, I thank you, Hashem. It was you who gave me this bread. I had nothing to do with it. This is a test. This is a test of bread. This man did everything from A to Z for this loaf of bread. He did everything. He went from plowing to sowing to watering to reaping to threshing to winnowing to grounding it to baking it to everything from A to Z and yet he still has to say this is all from you Hashem. This is the test of Bidachon. This is the test when we think we do so much we're doing so much but at the end of the day it's only from Hashem. The, we have to put in our efforts but Hashem will decide if our efforts will succeed or not. In uh, 1962 Rabbi Baruch Saratskin was terminally ill with, uh, with the Bachel, with cancer. And the doctors informed that uh, he's going to be gone by next morning. Prepare the last will and testament, say goodbyes, that's it. This is going to be it. And uh, the doctors gave up hope on Rabbi Baruch Saratskin. And according to the natural means, according to Teva, this was his last night on earth. But the, when one of the rabbis heard about this, it was Rav Muttal Katz. When Rav Muttal Katz heard about this, he went and he rounded up all the students of the yeshiva. And they said that, yes, according to Teva, according to natural means, this is, his, this is the rabbi's last night. But let's go and let's beseech the heavens. Let's cry. Let's break the, the heavens. Let's cry for help from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the students were so deeply moved and they spent that entire night praying fervently for Rabbi Baruch to live. The next morning, Baruch, Rabbi Baruch was still there. Rabbi Baruch Saratskin was still there. And to the extent that this Rabbi Baruch Saratskin lived another 17 years after the incident. After this, when the doctor says he's going to have, that's it, this is his night, say goodbye, he lived an additional 17 years. So yes, there is medicine. And yes, we have to follow medical advice. And yes, we have to take our medicine. We have to do everything that we need to our Shadut. But at the end of the day, there's only HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to say, when you live, when you die, when you get sick, and when you're going to be healthy. But we have to do our Hishadlut. Now, I want to sort of uh, go on a side rant a little bit. What about alternative medicine? So, um, alternative medicine, there's such a wide uh, you know, array of things. And, I, and, and by the way, this is not, I mean, I strongly agree with this opinion, but this is an opinion of Rabbi Usher Zalik Rubenstein. And there, you know, there's three types of, of medicine. So we know there's conventional uh, medicine. Then there is alternative medicine, and then there is shams and fakers, right? If someone tells you, um, what was this? There was once a person that the way that they did was in order to figure out if they were allergic to something, they would show this person um, a picture of a food, and then they would feel their hands. And based on the tension of their hands, they could tell if the person was allergic to the food or not allergic to the food. Or other some, you know, wacky thing. You look at this, uh, you know, dot and you focus on this dot. And then because of that, don't worry about it. It's going to cure your insomnia or all their other, you know, all these other wacky things that are from left field. That's in the realm of shams and, you know, and fakers. So all the poskim, all the halachic authorities agree that you're not allowed to work with a uh, let's call it a sham healer. Uh, well, obviously nobody would want to work with that, but a problem is, is that a person doesn't realize that a person is a faker. This, this healer is a faker until it's, uh, it's too late. 
so you have to be very careful with those types of uh, medicine. Medicine that comes way out. It's not really medicine. It's just like nonsense, complete and utter uh, nonsense. And, um, you know, the stories that I hear of what people, you know, do in order to, you know, fix something. It's just, it's just ridiculous. I, I know people, you know, when it comes to sickness and they try to, you know, grab at any straw that they have. So they really are not thinking in their correct mind. But you have to be very careful and stay very, very far away from all these uh, fake, um, you know, medicine type of uh, gurus that tell you what to do. Then there is, so that, that's, that's a chat. That's for sure you're not supposed to go to. What about alternative medicine? So herbal remedies, homeopathic medicine, all these different types of, uh, uh, you know, medicine, you know, in that. Now, some people... When it comes to homeopathic, they live by it, they die by it, they'll be like, you know what, oh, you know, you have migraines, eat garlic, sleep under an onion, and cry for three hours, and then put carrot juice in your ears. And oh, trust me, that's going to work great. Now, it could work. It's not, and then there's some herbal remedies that have been proven to be very successful in, uh, in healing. And these, you can technically go for these alternative types of, uh, uh, types of medicine. These are using the natural, uh, sort of, um, you know, vegetations, things of the ground to making it more natural as opposed to the conventional, you know, uh, pharmaceutical type of, of medicine. And in fact, the Rambam, and this is not only the Rambam, the Rambam, all medieval doctors, they didn't have a pharmacy. They made their own medicine. So when you were a doctor back then, you were also a pharmacist. And you also made your own medicine. This was all you know, herbal types of uh, uh, remedies and, and medicine. So Rabbi Ashazal Grubinson goes in and, and explains, how, how should you go? What's the order that you should go? He says the first he recommends that you should start off by seeing a conventional doctor. Go to your regular local doctor that has a medical degree. Um, not from... China or whatever, like a real medical degree. And if that Tishadu doesn't work, you can ex- explore valid alternative medicine, Chinese Eastern medicine. There are certain t- different types of medicine, assuming obviously that we're not dealing with anything with, uh, with, uh, Avodazara or anything of that, of that sort. That, uh, with that being said, what about life insurance? Can someone go and purchase life insurance? Life insurance. Is it detrimental? You're not, oh, you don't believe in trust in God that God's going to take care of your survivors without it? So this question is actually discussed by Rabbi Moshe Feinstein and Chamavadia Yosef. And Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, Igris Moshe, says that it is, you are permitted to buy life insurance. And not only you are, it's permitted, it's proper, it's a natural effort. And just like this insurance is similar to any other commercial manner, that a person is not only permitted to do this, but is required to do this, is required to engage in this. Um, and uh, you shouldn't sit, uh, you know, back and say like, you know, Hashem provide for him with his, uh, you know, his his children, grandchildren, whatever. No, no, you're supposed to do your ishtadlut, and you can, and you should take, uh, uh, you know, life insurance or any other insurance. And Chacham Avad Yosef also uh, says the same uh, same thing. But even even when you're even when you're taking this out, you're also having a munah bitachon that you know Hashem will help you pay for the uh, for the insurance, will help you uh, pay for the premiums, and uh, this goes for any insurance, uh, you know, fire, theft insurance, car insurance, home insurance. All these insurances are okay, and you should do it. Don't say, oh, I have a munah bitachon and I won't uh, worry about it. Even though I'm pretty sure that you can't. Uh, you can't pretty much get a mortgage without um, insurance. Now you, you can't get around it, but assuming you don't need it, assuming that you know you own your item, your car, your property, whatever it is, you know, free and clear, you should still take. You're still permitted to take life insurance, and and you technically should be doing that. That's the recommendation. Now uh, to finish off, I want to finish off with two uh, two stories. The, the Rebbe Tzeratskin was um, during her final illness, um, it was, uh, you know, she, she needed a specific surgeon, one, one of the biggest specialists in the field. And before the operation, she, the rabbits went and she wanted to speak to the doctor for a few minutes. And this is only like someone on a high level could say this. And she goes to the doctor and she says, you know, I worked very hard to acquire your help to get this, you know, surgery done, to get you to do the surgery done. And uh, I want you to know that I, you know, if, if she goes and tells this doctor, if I don't make this operation, if I don't make it out of this operation, please don't feel bad. I do not hold you responsible. Everything is from the Bono Everything is from God. And you are not to blame at all. 
the doctor was very moved. He's like, wow. He's like, I am so appreciative of your feelings and your thoughts for others. It's unbelievable. And the rabbit was like, one second. And she said, I'm not done yet. <laughs> She's like, dear professor, doctor, surgeon, I'm not finished yet. I want to add one more small point. You should also know that if this operation is successful, I also don't hold you responsible. Because everything is from the Rabbanu Shalom. Obviously, we have to have our akaratatov. We have to have our gratitude of the messenger, of the doctor, of the surgeon. But at the end of the day, it's all from Hashem. The rabbits in Saratskin, she made an effort to go to find the best doctor. But she knew ultimately that it's all from God, it's all from Hashem. Rabbi, uh, one final story, Rabbi Tversky's father, Rabbi Yaakov Yisrael Tversky, he was the Rebbe of Milwaukee. And two months before he passed away, the rabbi was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Crazy story. And um, he realized that his end was near, and he went and he spoke to the doctors, and the doctors said, yeah, you know, you have about uh, two months left. And he went and he called his, his son, uh, where, which is a, who was a rabbi, and also a doctor, a medical doctor. He went to medical school. And he goes and he speaks over with his son, his condition. And he says, you know, the, the rabbi says, you know, says the father goes and says, you know, the, the doctors want to give me chemotherapy. And from all my research, from all my asking around, I, I, I see it's not going to work. And he goes to his son and says, is it going to work chemotherapy or is it what I suspect that it's not going to help? And the son, having a very hard time having this conversation with his father, he nodded in his agreement and he says, you know, based on his medical knowledge, the, you know, his father already suffered irreversible damage and there was, the, the chemo was not going to work. So the father goes to his son, the doctor, and he says, you know, if I take chemo, it's, I'm going to suffer terribly from it, right? And Rabbi Tversky nodded again. Yeah, it's a very painful, you know, uh, you know, therapeutic, uh, you know, way to go about doing things. Chemotherapy is not easy. It's very, very painful, very difficult. So the rabbi, the father goes, he says, you know what? It's not worthwhile. I don't want to go through it. He says, it's not going to help. I'm just going to end up suffering. I'm going to go and tell the doctors that I don't want any chemotherapy. I'm done. Just let it be. Now, very painful for a son to confirm you know, his father's analysis, but he had to agree with him. His father was right. That was the right move. Just then, as they finished this conversation, Rebetzin Tversky, his mother, the father's, uh, you know, his wife, walks in. And she's been discussing her case with the doctor, her husband's case with the doctor. And she goes over to her, her husband, and who was sick, and she goes over to the husband and says, you know, I spoke to the doctors. I want you to have the chemotherapy. You're going to have the chemotherapy. And the, the patient, the, you know, the father, he goes and he nods to his wife and he says, okay, yeah, let's do chemotherapy. I, I, we should do chemotherapy. So the wife leaves the room. And all of a sudden, the son was sitting there the whole time. The, you know, the father just finished having this conversation with his son, deciding that he's not going to do chemotherapy. His wife walks in the room and says, you're going to do chemotherapy. That's what we decided. And he's like, yeah, I agree. We should do chemotherapy. And the wife walks out the door. So the father, the son goes over to his father and says, you know, you know, Tati, you know, father, why, why didn't you tell mother what we discussed? I thought you wanted not to take it. And the rabbi Tversky, the father, Listen on how a person thinks even though he's going through much, so much suffering. He was on his deathbed. He's on two months left to live. And he goes over to his son and he says, you know, I, we both know, I know, you know, that if we go through chemotherapy, it's not going to work. But what's going to happen if I don't go through chemo? If I don't do the therapy, your mother will not forgive herself. She would always say, you know what? You will suffer so much guilt. You say, oh, if only, if only I made him do chemotherapy, he would have been alive here today. And he says, I don't want her to suffer for that guilt. I'd rather go through the pain and suffering of chemotherapy than my wife should not have that suffering, that pain, that guilt that she will have to say, maybe I could have done something to keep my precious husband alive. So yes, we have to do our to do. By the way, look at the amazing, look, how, look, at, look at a marriage of what you think for somebody else. You think for somebody else and you don't think about yourself. We have to do our hishtadlut. We have to go to the doctors when we're sick. And we have to go and focus on the spiritual aspect of why we're sick. But sometimes, just sometimes, we have to put in another equation. about what about the other people? Maybe if I go to the doctor, it's going to make my spouse, my children, my parents feel a little bit better. And for that, that's also a reason to go. Look at how powerful a person has to think.
And each and every single one of us has to think about it in our own lives. This doesn't have to deal with only a life and death situation. How many things can we do that maybe if we switch it, maybe we can make it easier or just a little bit better for our spouse, our children, our partners, our students, our anybody in any interaction that we have. There is so much that we can do. So I will leave you off with this, that before you do anything, and especially if it's a big thing, think about it. Think about it of not only the effect that it's going to have on you, but of the effect that it's going to have on the people around you. And with that, we will open up to any questions. Okay, yes, first comment. It's been almost a year since COVID started in America. Really, really crazy. It's actually been about a year since COVID started in China. But yeah, it's getting closer. Uh, next question was, are all these classes posted on Torah Anytime? Yes, absolutely. TorahAnytime.com, the best website in the world. Go visit it. Did you ever hear of a of the book written by Rabbi Cheskel Ishayek, the right-hand man of Rab Shach, called To Your Health? It's based on a lot of the Rambam's teaching and they're still and the teaching that are still applicable today. It has literally changed my life and countless others. No, but thank you for um thank you for for uh Letting me know. If anybody's interested, the right hand... Oh, no, wait. What's the book, what's the book called? Oh. So, uh, I don't want to... You message this to me privately. If you could please send me the name of that book so I can announce it on whoever wants to read it. Uh, they could uh, read it on the Rambam's um, teachings on health. Okay. Next question. Is the Rambam's book that lists all his remedies in English? Yes, they do have English translation on it. Um, I would recommend to go to your local... Jewish uh, Judaica store, you know, farm store, bookstore, and you can ask them either. If this is in the section of Deus, uh, but you, there, there, are, I believe there's another book written specifically just on the health aspect of the Rambam, and it goes down. But you could, and, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe you could even find it online in English translation. Chabad.org or .com, I forgot which one it is. I believe it's .org has a. Uh, a section on the Mishnah Torah that they translated the entire Mishnah Torah. So if you want, which is in, the Hilchos Deos is inside there. So if you go to uh, the, in Chabad.org, if you want, you could email me. I'll try to find you the link and I'll send it to you. Make it easier than trying to figure out how to, what, how to uh, um, explain how to get there. Okay. Um, okay, next question. Where am I up to here? Okay. When a baby or anyone under 21 is diagnosed with a chronic lifelong disease, do we know if this is a punishment from their current sins or perhaps a previous life? So first and foremost, we are not God's accountant and we don't know why, when, we are, and how. But it is possible that it could be from a, uh, from a previous, uh, a sin from a previous life. People, children that are born with certain defects, certain, uh, um, and by the way, it's also children that are born with certain blessings, certain talents. It also comes from things that happened in a previous, can be, I'm sorry, can be, doesn't always have to be, but can be because of something that happened in a previous life. Okay, next question, which email? I'm assuming you're referring to my email, so it'll be rabbizetron at torahanytime.com. Next question. Uh, where am I up to? Okay, here. No, oh, I skipped. Uh, please recap. Should I pray my chronic pain is healed or just thank Hashem for my pain for this, for his reason and accept it or both? Ooh, that's a good question. Question is, is if let's say someone has a chronic condition. And um, uh, so, so anybody who's unfamiliar, chronic is like a lifelong, continuous uh, condition. So there's two types of conditions. There's acute conditions and there are chronic conditions. Acute conditions are, let's say somebody has a headache. So that's a, you know, a short-term you know, problem. You have a headache, you take a Tylenol, and it goes away. Then there's chronic conditions. So for one example is chronic pain. Somebody who has continuous pain, doesn't go away. It's not just like one night they woke up and they're a twisted neck and because of that they have pain. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's something that extends for a very, very long time. So let's say somebody has a condition condition that is chronic, you know, something that is a long-term, you know, condition. Should they pray for Hashem to heal it, or should they just accept it and say, this is what Hashem wants? And the answer is both, like you said over there, you should do both. You should pray that Hashem should heal you, because Hashem could heal anything and anything, anything and anything, and, um, and of course, whatever God sends us, we have to thank, you know, that say that God gave us to us and there's a reason, there's a rhyme and reason for it and we thank Hashem for giving us everything, the good and the bad. Okay, next question. I have a medical condition that comes and goes and I keep davening. What triggers it but don't know? But I'm lately thinking 
Lashon Hara, due to the fact it's a rash on the skin that comes and goes, how can you know if, for sure, I'm assuming, okay, I'm not sure if that's the, um, I'm not sure if the question is okay, uh, but, but if I understand the question correctly, but when you're dealing, if I, I'll try to answer it based on what I understand the question, if, let's say somebody has a certain illness, and they try to figure out, why is it that I have this illness? What's the reason that Hashem gave me this illness? And because of that, they say, okay, maybe it's this situation. Maybe it's this said. Maybe it's this deed that I have to focus on. And they try to focus one after another. To know which one it is for sure, we don't know. We don't, we're, we're not prophets. We don't have a prophet in our days that we can go to a prophet and say, oh, you have this and this disease. You have to do X, Y, and Z, and that will go away. So we don't know. Rather, what should we do? We should try. We should fix X. X doesn't work. Okay, now maybe I have to fix Y. Y doesn't work. Let me fix Z. Let me, and by the way, when I say fix something, it's not only to get rid of your sins. It's also maybe I have to do something better in the positive aspect, a positive commandment. Not only refraining from a negative commandment, but maybe it's also something that I have to do on a positive. Maybe I have to keep Shabbat better. Maybe I have to learn better. Maybe I have to keep Sniyut a little bit better. As opposed to maybe I have to stop eating non-kosher. Maybe I have to stop desecrating Shabbat. So it's on both aspects, the negative and the positive. Okay. Oh, and thank you. Here's the book. It's called um, To Your Health, The Torah Way... To, to the Torah way to a healthy life in modern times. Oh, and there's a link over here. Let me post a link for everybody. So that whoever is on here, if you want to see it, you could see it. I just posted it on the chat. It's a link to this uh, book. It's called, never heard this book, so I'm not recommending this book. I've never heard about it, but uh, I never read it. But it's, um, it's called To Your Health, the Torah way to a health, healthy life in modern times. Looks very interesting. Now I want to read it. <laughs> By Rabbi Cheskel Ishayek. Okay. All right. Ah, oh, okay. So it's a good book. Okay, we have a recommendation. <laughs> good. Baruch Hashem. All right. That seems to be the final question. So Chazaka Baruch, thank you all for joining. Until next week. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.